0: The 40-day testing of Jesus in the wilderness was a monumental spiritual battle. Today on Rooted Daily, we're gonna see from Mark what it means for us. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today I wanna talk about one of the most monumental spiritual battles in history and it's the testing of jesus mark tells us that right after his baptism immediately the spirit drove jesus into the wilderness and he was there in the wilderness 40 days tempted by satan and was with the wild beasts and the angels ministered to him mark 1 12 through 13. and mark's in true form here with the economy of words he tells us all of this in just two verses and i think he does that for a reason uh if you read about this account in matthew it's a much longer story 11 verses long in luke it's nine verses long but mark's purpose and audience were different than matthew's and luke's matthew and luke concentrate more on three particular temptations that serve as templates on how we too can become uh, people who can overcome temptation by using god's word against satan Jesus said it is written to overcome each temptation. But Mark, he leaves all of that out in his gospel. Mark forgoes that practical application in order to stick to the main thrust of his gospel, which is to prove what he says in verse 1 that Jesus is the Son of God, who has authority over sickness and the elements and life and death itself, and most of all, Satan and his demonic forces. And Mark makes his words count for that purpose. Every word matters, especially here in these two verses. So let's look at them today one by one. First, notice the word uh, immediately. This is uh, one of Mark's favorite words, it seems. Of the 79 times it's found in the New Testament, 42 are in Mark's gospel alone. Here, as soon as Jesus comes out of the water and he hears the voice of the fathers expressing his approval of him and the spirit descending upon him like a dove, immediately the spirit drove him away to face the power of Satan over a 40-day period. Jesus doesn't get to bask in the joy of that mighty approval and anointing of his baptism experience. Immediately, he is propelled to the wilderness to take the offensive against temptation and evil instead of avoiding them. Then in verse 12, notice the next word, drove. Uh, Immediately, the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. You know, Matthew says that Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, but Mark uses a, a different word here. Drove is the Greek word which literally means to expel, to drive, to cast, to send out. Mark uses it 11 times in his gospel, and they're all used to describe the casting out of demons. Like Matthew says, the Spirit led Jesus, but Mark is emphasizing the immediacy of this. He is driven out. The the very first thing the Spirit of God does after Jesus' baptism and his anointing is thrust him into the battle with the devil. Then, once Jesus is driven into the wilderness, he was there for 40 days. In the Old Testament, um, the wilderness was a place of, of testing for 40 years. Uh, because of their unbelief, God let the Israel wander in the wilderness for a generation. But it was also a place where Israel experienced fellowship with God, intimate fellowship. And yes, they were tested in the wilderness and they didn't like that very much. But it was in the wilderness that God led them by a cloud day by day and fire by night. It was there that they experienced God's daily miraculous provision for their food. It was there that they received the law of God. So yeah, 40 days or 40 years, this time in the wilderness was both a time of testing, but it's also a time of fellowship. And the wilderness was also a place of preparation for God's people. Elijah and John the Baptist were spiritually prepared in the wilderness. After Paul believed in Christ, God led him to spend three years in the desert to receive his training directly from Jesus to understand the gospel and his part in spreading it. And so the wilderness was a place for testing, for intimate fellowship, for training, and for preparation for active ministry. In his baptism, Jesus is approved and anointed for service. And in this temptation experience, Jesus is activated for service through this testing. Then in verse 13, Jesus was tempted by Satan. Now, Matthew and Luke emphasize, again, those three temptations, but Mark uses a a Greek form of the verb being that implies this temptation was continuous. You know, Matthew records this intense climax But Mark is talking about a daily battle in the wilderness. Satan was constantly tempting him, constantly engaging him in spiritual battle. You know, just because Jesus was the Son of God, and just because he experienced heightened fellowship with the Father in the wilderness, this was no cakewalk for Jesus. This was daily spiritual warfare at its highest. Jesus was actually tempted because he was actually in human flesh. It's a monumental battle in the Bible. And at the end, Jesus comes out victorious. Not once did he succumb to temptation and give in to sin. Hebrews 4:15 says for we don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. You know, somehow in those 40 days in the wilderness, I'm sure many more times in his ministry Jesus was tempted in every way that we are tempted, yet he never gave in, he never sinned. He was tempted yet without sin. But Hebrews 4.15 reminds us that because of Jesus and because he was tempted in every way that we are tempted, he sympathizes with our weaknesses and our failures. He knows He knows what we go through. He understands he's sympathetic with our struggle, which is why he is so quick to forgive us again and again and again, when we confess our sins to him. Next, Mark tells us that Jesus was with the wild beasts. That's a detail not mentioned in the other gospels. And going through the Old Testament, I, one day I wrote down a list of, of animals that I saw associated with the wilderness. The wilderness was a place the, the Old Testament talks about leopards being there, a lion, the bear, uh, the wild boar, the jackal, serpents, scorpions. Uh, the Spirit could not have picked a more inhospitable place for the Son of God to be tempted. And notice the contrast here. You know, Paul refers to Jesus as the last Adam in First Corinthians fifteen forty-five to contrast Jesus with Adam. Uh, and the first Adam lived in. The most beautiful and hospitable place on earth, the Garden of Eden, where fruit and vegetables grew naturally without sweat or work, where the animals were tame, where life was safe and it was easy. And in that wonderful environment, when Adam was tempted one single time, he gave in. Jesus, though, the second Adam, the last Adam, went out into this dangerous environment where the soil was cursed, where there was no sustenance, where the animals were fierce and ravenous, and where life was harsh and difficult. And in that barren place, when he was tempted, not just once, but continuously over the course of 40 days, Jesus resisted temptation every single time. He never sinned even once what a telling detail don't trust yourself to resist sin trust jesus and finally verse 13 ends by telling us that the angels ministered to jesus it's another detail not in the other gospels even though mark has a very short passage on this and he makes this startling contrast right jesus was with the wild beasts and the angels again the verb was is in that tense in greek that indicates continuous action during this entire ordeal, while Jesus was getting weaker from fasting, while he faced this daily continuous temptation, while the wild animals circled him, the angels were there. And I imagine uh, this was also a time of fellowship with the Father and Spirit. This was the biggest battle Jesus fights until his death on the cross. But when these 40 days are over, Jesus will come out of the wilderness approved, anointed, and for a ministry that would turn the world upside down. It's an incredible reminder that sometimes we can go from great victories, like the approval of Jesus as a baptism, that must have been a, a great time for Jesus. We can go from those to times of great testing and vice versa. It's a reminder that God wants us to use those times of testing to prepare and grow closer to him. And it declares to us that because of Jesus, because he never sinned, He could be the perfect sacrifice to save us from ours. 1 Peter 1.19 says that we were not redeemed by corruptible or temporary things, but with the precious blood of Jesus, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. If you would place your faith in Jesus as your Savior, the guilt of your sin can be transferred to him. And you can receive the full forgiveness of all sin. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's Word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you are growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's Word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and you want to make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, If you are ready to take the next step, to repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.